What up all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 223 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, you hear from me, your host, Chapin Cruder, with a little update on where I've been, why I haven't published in the last few weeks, and what's been going on in my life and where I think my life is going. So you'll get to hear all of that in this episode. And if you like Misfits and Rejects, please do me a solid and hit subscribe on whatever you're listening to this on. The way that Misfits and Rejects gets found the easiest is if one, you share it with a friend, if two, you leave a comment, and three, if you give it a five-star rating. Those are the three best ways to get Misfits and Rejects out there. It helps me tremendously. It helps the message get out. It helps people find Misfits and Rejects, and I just appreciate you taking the time to do that for me. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with me, your host, Chapin Cruder. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today you are joined by me, your host, Chapin Cruder, with a little update. Thank you so much for joining me today, folks. I want to first start by apologizing because I have not published in the last few weeks. So for those of you who are regular listeners and wondering where I have been and why I have not been publishing well, I decided to head to Mexico. I decided it was time just to get back on the road for about a month and just clear my head, do a little bit of a digital detox. I had full intentions of continuing to publish an episode per week. Um, and obviously being in Mexico, I was looking for some really cool misfits and rejects to interview all the various expats in Mexico. You can imagine they are abundant and I'm always excited to interview new people. But when I arrived, I found out that the Wi-Fi in the little Pueblo that I was staying in wasn't strong enough to upload any new episode. And I found myself obviously very anxious because I felt bad about that because I felt like I was letting you all down. But at the same time, I was also feeling like, well, maybe this is okay. And maybe it's time just to step back for a minute and let Misfits and Rejects and the 221 episodes I've already published just sit out there for anybody who finds it. And maybe those of you who are anxiously waiting for a new one can go back and re-listen to a few. If you've noticed, I have been replaying quite a few episodes recently, primarily because I have such a huge backlog of content and being stuck in the States for the last year has made it more and more difficult to find new and interesting people, the type of people that I really like to interview. So I just kind of went back and I was starting to pick out the episodes that really inspire me or are inspiring me right now for where I'm at. So if you remember, episode 220 was with Chris Reynolds. I mean, Chris Reynolds in so many ways is the individual who really helped me find my tribe. All the digital nomads I had been looking for, he was already hooked into this beautiful network, as you've heard me talk about many times in the past, the Dynamite Circle. But when I flew to Thailand to participate in his retreat, Get Shit Done, I really attribute him and his network to pointing me in the direction that I wanted to be pointed and needed to be pointed and showing me the abundance of ways in which people are making money online and being digital nomads around the world. So I replayed his episode a lot for me just to rehear our story together when I first found him, when I was searching for, you know, 
digital nomads that make a hundred thousand dollars or more. He popped up and he's a genuine good dude and he makes great money. And that was really difficult for me to find at first when I started going down this path of trying to make money online and become a location independent worker and a digital nomad and finding him and his network just was just so powerful to me and really showed me that these people do exist and they're really kind and they're willing to share all their tips, tricks, secrets, if you will, and look over what I was doing and, and show me how I could make it better. So that was a really cool inspirational story for me to get to replay to you. So you can kind of see like where my head's at right now, where and why I'm digging back into my archives to really get myself motivated again, get myself inspired. Because as you've heard throughout the last few updates, I mean, I've kind of been shutting down slowly over the last year, surf progression techniques, and I have it really on autopilot right now. I still help anybody who wants to reach out. I'm always happy to help anybody if they need surf instruction, but I'm not actively promoting surf progression techniques as my primary business or the way I'm hoping to become a full-time digital nomad where I have income coming in monthly that can sustain my life on the road. And as you also know, if you're a long-time listener, you know we had a little bit of a hiccup with Misfits and Rejects and that my analytics were not accurate. So I was operating on the false assumption that there was you know, 5,000 people listening per episode. Luckily, when I did find out the real numbers, there was 100 of you out there, 150 at this point since I found this out. And I'm so grateful to have you listening week in and week out and Truly, I'm sorry if you were wondering why I hadn't published in the last few weeks. I did try to publish. I was going to all the various internet cafes in this little town I found myself in. Everyone said, oh, this one has great Wi-Fi, this one. But none of them had good enough Wi-Fi to get my episode up and published. So I'm truly sorry about that. And just being down here in Mexico just brought back so many wonderful memories of the days in which I was just surfing every day and hanging out with friends and kind of was just out of the grind and although my lifestyle has never been a real grind, you know, with any kind of with any kind of entrepreneurial endeavor, I mean, you're committed to the process and the process entails sometimes a lot of things that you don't want to do. And that's where I found myself in the last six years as I was trying to build surf progression techniques and take this podcast to a place that I was proud of and happy with and I love aspects of what I do. I genuinely do love helping people progress in their surfing. And I love talking to all these beautiful misfits and rejects around the world and delivering their story to you and hopefully elevating them and their story into a, a beautiful place in the listener's mind and even in their own, as well as hopefully inspiring those who get to hear it to think about their life situation. And if they're not happy with it, then maybe drawing upon one of these stories or one aspect of each individual store that they can say, well, I'm kind of like that. And well, these are the steps that they took. And well, I have similar skills that they have. And well, why can't I then go live in Thailand and be a digital nomad or whatever it may be? So yeah, going back to then pulling the various episodes from the past and, you know, why then I chose, you know, Andrew Henderson for episode 221. You know, Andrew's kind of like in my mind, this like almost like an outlaw persona, even though he's very poised and clean cut and doing everything by the book. He's just somebody who has found this niche where he's helping individuals legally, seven and eight figure business owners, take their businesses to more tax-friendly areas around the world, helping individuals obtain more residencies and more citizenships around the world so that they can get the benefits of, say, for example, if all of a sudden your passport becomes 
a passport that is not easy to get around the world with, well, then you'll have backups and it will allow you then to continue to do what you love, which might be traveling or investing around the world or saving money on taxes. So again, just where my mind's at, I've always wanted to design my life like that as well. Not just be a digital nomad, but keeping as much of my hard-earned money as possible, getting to allocate it to the various charities that I would like rather than having to give it to people that I'd rather not give it to or going to spend it on weapons of mass destruction and stuff like that. So that's why Andrew's always been such an interesting person to me and what he does and how he delivers his content has always been so cool and how he lives his life because he has investments all around the world. And I, I like investing. I like the idea of letting my money work for me. And he's somebody who, again, is articulate, poised, and delivers the kind of messages I need at this point in time to keep me motivated, keep me striving for what I really want in life, which is to be location-dependent, to be making smart decisions with my money, to be somebody who's able to keep as much of my hard-earned money as possible. So that's why I chose him for episode 221. And then as you might have just heard, and I realize that this episode is coming pretty much just after I published Derek Murphy's episode 222, which I'll explain right now. Again, the reason being is that I finally found a place to upload each episode, which is funnily enough on the rooftop of where I'm staying right now here in Pesquales, Mexico. It's literally the only place I can find strong enough Wi-Fi to upload an episode. So once I did, I rushed to the roof and I had already created his episode before I left America and published it immediately and then wanted to follow up with this one as soon as possible to give you better perspective on where I'm at and what I'm doing. But again, Derek Murphy, as you'll hear, as you may have heard, or as you will hear, you know, as somebody who, when I was asked recently when I landed in Mexico, you know, like what's some of the most unique ways people are making money around the world, you know, online, he came to mind as just somebody who's really encapsulates that perfect balance of he's do he's getting to do what he loves. This guy loves writing fiction books. He obsesses over it. He's super creative. He's always thinking of new ideas. As you'll hear in the episode, sometimes he'll just buy the artwork for an, for a cover of a book and then go create the book after. And to boot, he's somebody who is really giving with all the information that he has about how to self-publish. He loves teaching people how to self-publish and make really good money self-publishing where, you know, for a lot of traditional authors and people really aspiring to get that book published through a traditional publishing house, he's like, don't do that. It's a waste of time when you can make so much money self-publishing and have way more control over your asset, which is your book, which you just spent, you know, however long writing can be yours entirely through the self-publishing process. And he has a website called Creative Indie, which allows you to go learn about his process. A lot of it's free content. I mean, that's what I love about all these digital nomads that I've encountered around the world is they give so much valuable information out for free. And then if you want to take your craft to the next level, obviously then they're going to ask you to pay them for that premium sort of package. But he's so cool and how he, I mean, the guy is on, he's on the road year round. I mean, he's originally from Oregon, but he'll like stay in Taiwan for a few years. And then he comes to Thailand every year for the dynamite circle meetups and always self-publishing, always creating, always hosting some super cool retreats in castles around the world. So if you like that type of thing, obviously with COVID, it's a little bit different, but just to be around that type of creative person who is motivated to help you get that book or the books that you've written online, published, and actually selling so you can 
make money doing what you love. I mean, Derek's a perfect example of somebody who's got a really unique way of making a living doing what he loves and helping other people, which makes him more money. So cool. So I took off January 20th with the idea of being gone for a month. I just needed to unplug from everything, really kind of get back to my first love of surfing and stop thinking about the future and what was next and how I was going to make this work. As many of you have heard, I've been really trying to take Misfits and Rejects into the visual realm. I've been courting or trying to court or trying to contact, as you've heard, you know, all these different production companies in LA or people that I really like and respect through the content that they create on Netflix and online and trying to get somebody just to listen, hear my pitch, maybe jump on board or at least point me in the right direction or even just give me constructive criticism saying this, this isn't going to work. But I genuinely feel that the individuals that I meet around the world in the locations that I meet them have something to offer visually that I think people would really like to see and consume. And I can really see Misfits and Rejects at some point becoming a series. And whether it's continued to be called Misfits and Rejects or not, I don't know. Uh, maybe expats of dot 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 series, you know, where it's like expats of Mexico, expats of Nicaragua, expats of the Congo. You know, can't you see like how cool that would be to like maybe say take, you know, four to five expats from each region and you do the expats from or one expat from the northern part of the country, southern east, west, and then central, and you kind of tell their stories about how they arrived, why they chose that location, and what they're doing to sustain their life there. Like, I think that would be so cool to be able to give you a glimpse into these lifestyles and what they're actually doing. And of course, not all of them are going to be bling bling and like we're making millions off of, you know, some gold mine we started in northern Nicaragua. But you can imagine they're all going to be very unique and very different from, you know, the neighbors that you might have living next door to you and hopefully inspire you to maybe take that first step out and go chase that dream that you might want, which is, you know, maybe it's like me living on the beach in a beautiful country like Mexico, surfing every day, you know, working in the afternoons or whatever balance you might choose for yourself. That's kind of where my head's at. And so coming to Mexico is really about just kind of reconnecting with that, making sure that's what I really want, which the second I landed all those beautiful smells of, you know, Mexico and the food just Everything just sends me right back to that moment where I knew for a fact this is the lifestyle that I wanted, which is, you know, living in a place like Mexico. I don't know if Mexico's third world, but like the, you know, the, the third world kind of vibe is where I'd like to reside and getting to see good friends that I've cultivated some really powerful friendship, friendships with. Like if you remember Carly Cheevers from episode two. I mean, imagine that episode two, five years ago. She was number two on Misfits and Rejects. I flew to Mexico to hang out with her and her husband, Bo, who are some of the coolest, most beautiful Misfits and Rejects I've ever met. You know, so kind. And we have such a great connection and bond through the time we spent in Nicaragua. And coming back and just reconnecting with them has just been so powerful to me and knowing that, you know, my my tribe and, and the people I like surrounding myself with are, you know, all in these types of places. And, you know, I got to hang out with some other good friends, Cassidy and Ben, another couple that I met in Nicaragua, who, again, we shared so many powerful experiences together and seeing what they're doing with their lives here in Mexico. I mean, they're all very successful people doing things that they are fulfilled by and striving to you know take care of their families or maintain that lifestyle and that's been a huge motivation for me you know getting to see people in action doing what they want to do doing what they love and making it work in environments that aren't always easy 
but the benefits are always outweighing the negatives and some of the hardships that we go through, whether it's like starting your own business and getting through some of the uh, bureaucracies of these places. Um, you know, Ben came down here and started his own real estate company and he had to sit for like a hundred hours, you know, in Spanish to get his real estate license and his, his Spanish is fine. But when it came to some of the words within real estate, he had to go back to the books and start studying. And I just love those stories of perseverance and people, you know, putting themselves out there and taking the risk and, and taking full responsibility and putting everything they have into an, a dream and, and, I mean, even like me, like somebody I've put in so much time over the last five or six years into something that, you know, I think, well, at least by my own standards, hasn't been successful in the way I had hoped. You know, I definitely had hoped to take surf progression techniques to a place that I was at least making 500 bucks a month from. And to sit now six years later looking back and not have achieved that, you know, it hurts the ego. But as you know and have heard, I'm sure, you know, most entrepreneurial endeavors fail and you know, it takes three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times before you hit one that at least can sustain itself and possibly sustain your lifestyle. So being in Mexico has absolutely rekindled that fire. Um, it has not necessarily turned up any brilliant ideas, but it has validated that knowing inside myself that, yes, this is the lifestyle that I want. This is the type of place I want to be. These are the type of people I want to be surrounded by. And now it's like just allowing those creative juices start flowing again, just allowing myself to not have any great ideas of my next move. Because as I plan right now, it's back to the States, trying to work if I can find work and always trying to move that needle forward. You know, I'm going to keep knocking on the doors of all these production companies, keep pushing for that idea because that's something near and dear to my heart. I really want to bring this to life, but if I can't, that's okay. I mean, I will continue to do Misfits and Rejects and continue to produce episodes and do the best I can with it, hopefully continuing to deliver inspirational content to you all while I continue to cultivate maybe some new ideas, something that I can really sink my teeth into and commit myself to like I have committed myself to, you know, surf progression techniques for the last six years and Misfits and Rejects for the last five. None of this is easy. And I know it's not going to get easier. Every new idea, every new venture every new path I take is going to have its challenges. And something I'd actually like to share with you right now, which is something I found out recently, which was something that I sort of intuitively knew my whole life and had at one point, I think been tested for when I was like 15, but nothing really came of it was that, you know, all entrepreneurship is hard. There's no easy way to create a company or create something that instantly becomes successful and profitable, especially when you don't even know what you're doing. But what I found out recently is that I have a learning disorder. I have a couple learning disorders. I have what is called an audio processing disorder, as well as mild dyslexia. And this is something that I've had for the 41 years of my life. And school was always tremendously difficult for me, but yet somehow I figured out a way to get through it. You know, I finally graduated from UCLA, which was a huge accomplishment for me to this day. I don't know how I got through it, but I came up with very creative ways to at least maintain a C average. Um, and then starting, you know, the online entrepreneurship endeavors just always seemed like, I know it's hard, but it just seemed like some of these things were so much harder for me than my peers. And it was always so frustrating to me to have somebody say like, oh, it's super easy. Just go over here and do that. And it's like, I would just, the hair on the back of my neck would stand up immediately when says, when someone would say this is easy, because like for me, it's not never has been like, I stare at the computer sometimes for hours 
just to find the checkout button. And I never understood why I couldn't see the checkout button. And it was because what I found out recently through this learning assessment I did, I like, I went to a full clinic that tests adults and children for learning disabilities, sat there for three hours, went through all the various tests. And as she described to me, dyslexics see everything in 3d and 2d is very difficult for dyslexic people to see in and interpret and comprehend. So that started to make more sense to me. You know, why, when I look at a screen, which is 2d, it's difficult for me to extract the necessary information to move forward with what I'm trying to accomplish. And especially if you see everything in 3d, I have to create these mental images of what's actually happening when I create, for example, a, a landing page and a form that then sends people to a sales funnel. And like, if I can't see it in my mind and how these dots connect, I can't move forward. And I've literally sat there for weeks trying to comprehend certain aspects of what I'm trying to create because I'm just paralyzed because I don't really know what to do next until all of a sudden it's like I can create a mental image of like, oh, okay, that dot connects to that dot and now I can draw a line and like now I can move forward. And so in many ways it's a relief and, and this time in Mexico has really allowed me to start processing, you know, thinking back to all the years that I've been doing things and like, oh, well maybe this is why I've been doing it. Like, oh, like the reason I repeat everything silently to myself is because I have an audio processing disorder, which when the information's coming in, it's not necessarily organizing correctly. So I have to create little scripts in my brain in order to remember it, in order to remember instructions, for example, you know, you, I start creating these little scripts and I I start creating these little chunks of simple information in in order for me to execute what's being asked of me. But the second I get overloaded with too much, the building blocks of these little scripts that I've created collapses and I'm just like lost. And it's just been a really interesting time for me here in Mexico to just be sitting and thinking back to every single moment I sat in school and every single time I've just sat there like wondering like why this is so hard for me to grasp and I'm internalizing it and going to move forward, going to try to develop the things that aren't very strong in my brain through the various ways that they have available. And I'm excited to see what will happen. You know, for me, again, I'm very proud of myself that I've gotten this far, you know, 41 years of being mildly dyslexic and having an audio processing disorder. I can say that I have certain strengths that have propelled me through a lot of these hard times. And now if I can develop the other aspects of my brain that, you know, have been weak, I mean, what could possibly happen can only be positive in my mind. You know, that'll be exciting to see, like, once I start getting the information coming in a lot clearer, organizing a lot better, like, wow, like my life might get a little bit more colorful or more exciting or more, I don't know what'll happen, but that was another reason to come to Mexico is I knew that I wanted to get this done. And my therapist had recommended I, I do it after her and I had had quite a few conversations about, you know, this possibly being an issue for me over the last few months. And I finally did it and then chose to fly out the next day once I got the results just to come here and and just absorb everything contextualize it and then devise a plan on how I want to move forward so I just thought I'd share that with you because it's it's significant to me my life and maybe it's significant to you as well out there and or maybe you have a child who's struggling with something right now and you can't really figure out why and people are saying well you know they just need to work harder I mean I used to hear that a lot you know he just needs to work harder he's not applying himself and that's bullshit you know like 
there are people out there who could use a little bit extra help or or use, use some tools that help you see things in a different way and help those around you understand like how you actually see things and how you take in information. I think that'd be helpful for everybody. So at this point, you know, almost three weeks into being in Mexico, I can totally say that I'm feeling so fulfilled. There's so much joy pouring out of me daily. I mean, I surf three hours every day. The water is 78 degrees. The waves are above average every single day and eating super healthy and just feeling very peaceful and contemplating what my next moves are. But if I don't think about it, that's cool too. You know, I listen, I'm listening to a lot of books on tape, um, listening to Titan right now, the Rockefeller book, uh, extremely interesting. Also listening to Hooked, a book on how to get individuals interested in, you know, the content that you create. Very interesting book as well. And I feel good. And I just wanted to share that with you and, and let you know that I'm fine. I'm well. The reason I haven't been publishing anything is because the internet in the parts of Mexico that I've been residing have been terrible, but I found a solution on the rooftop of the place I'm staying in now in this extremely small village called Pesquales. You can check it out on Google Earth, but uh, but I hope you all are well. I think you all are so very beautiful. And although I might not be publishing weekly for the next few weeks, I will be publishing just so you know, Misfits and Rejects will continue on under the circumstances now because I am probably leaving this place I might not be able to publish every Monday, but I will be publishing, and it might even be erratic. The second I find Wi-Fi, I'm just going to throw an episode up there. So, you know, the every Monday morning, 9 a.m. for now, we're going to put that aside and just know that Misfits and Rejects and I am alive and well in Mexico, always looking for a Wi-Fi to publish a new episode for you guys on. And I look forward to continuing to share my life with you, the ups and downs and all arounds. And hopefully at some point showing you all these beautiful misfits and rejects that I meet around the world. I love you all. Take care. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.